Hey guys, welcome back to the weekly podcast with the Korea Herald, and where this week we take a look at two stories of two famous figures in South Korea involved with jail time. I'm Kojun Tae, the newest member to join our publications podcast team, and I'm working with the social affairs team under the national desk. And joining me today is our podcast series usual, Raleigh. Hello, Thank everyone. Thank you for joining me. How have you been? I've been doing good, and I'm excited to talk about these two stories. We had a big week in uh, court news, in judicial news last week, and we're going to cover some of those topics today. Absolutely. So the first article we have for us today is on Samsung Electronics Vice Chairman Lee Jae-young. Um, obviously, he's out of jail now, and news reports said he's lost a lot of weight. But the story we have is on a decision from the Ministry of Justice on granting him parole. 이재용 삼성전자 부회장이 국정농단 사건 파기 환송심에서 징역 6, 2년 6개월 정도를 선고받았었죠. 그래서 재수감된 지 207일 만에 8월 13일 가석방으로 풀려나게 됐습니다. All right, Raleigh, you want to read the story over for us? Sure. Samsung's Lee to walk free from jail on Friday. The Ministry of Justice on Monday decided to parole Samsung Electronics Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong, who is in prison for bribery. He will walk free from the Seoul Detention Center in a southern suburb of Seoul at 10 a.m. on Friday, about 11 months before the end of his sentence. The de facto chief of Samsung Group is among over 800 prisoners to be released the same day as part of South Korea's long tradition of clemency for Liberation Day, which falls on August 15. The committee decided to grant parole to Samsung Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong considering the current conditions in the global business environment, Justice Minister Park Bong-gye said in a press conference, which was streamed live online. The committee also said to have considered various factors, including public sentiment and his conduct in prison, he said, adding he has also given his endorsement on Lee's release. The ministry didn't mention whether Lee would be given a special exemption that would enable him to formally return to the management of Samsung Electronics. Under current laws, anyone convicted of crimes such as embezzlement are not allowed to work there for five years following the completion of the sentence. Thank you. So, the story is on a decision from the Ministry of Justice, and this grabs a lot of headlines, right? Oh, of course, and with a major business figure in the country like Lee Jae-young. All right, so let's dive into the first paragraph, shall we? Yep. The Ministry of Justice on Monday decided to parole Samsung Electronics Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong. All right, parole? Parole is a word we use to um, say when someone has been given time out of jail, whether um, temporarily or permanently, and it's usually on a condition of good behavior. Um, They may not have served their entire uh, sentence uh, or time that they were supposed to be in jail or prison, but... um, they were, had good behavior and they've come up to an agreement with the police or the prosecutors or a judge um, that says they can get out as long, because of their good behavior. Parole이라는 단어가 가석방이라는 뜻인데요. 아마 여러분들이 사시면서 단한 번도 들으셨으면 들으시면 안 되는 게 좋은 것이겠죠. 어, 가석방이라는 단어가 사실 많이 쓰진 않습니다. 아무래도 이제 법조계 쪽에서 많이 쓰는 단어고요. 이제 법정에 가시지 않는 한 가석방이라는 단어도 들으실 일이 없을 텐데요. 그래도 저희가 일상적으로 쓰지 않는 단어일 수는 있으나 알아둬서는 나쁠 거 없겠죠. 
All right, so let's move on to the next fairies. Um, he will walk free from the Seoul Detention Center in the southern suburb of Seoul. Suburb? Right, so a suburb is an area that's located outside a major urban area. Um, urban areas or cities, um, that we, we use words to describe them like downtown or dis business district. Um, an urban area is where there's a lot of buildings and roads and people, high density. Um, areas directly outside or even a little bit farther outside of urban areas, we call them suburbs or suburban areas. Um, in this case, the detention center prison is located in a southern suburb of Seoul. Uh, and so it's not right in the city, but it's pretty close. So does the sub suburb actually have to be inside a city, or can it be elsewhere? It can be elsewhere. It can lo be located. Um, I think I don't know if there's a, a very strict rule on what counts, counts as a suburb, but it's within kind of the greater area of a city. So in, in the case of Seoul, we talk about um, how most of the cities in Gyeonggi province are considered to be suburbs of Seoul. Um, we're talking about somewhere like Paju could be a suburb of Seoul, but also somewhere like, um, I'm drawing a blank, where's <laughs> with the city that Everland is located in? Yongin. Yongin, thank you very much. Yongin is also a suburb of Seoul. 자, 서버브란 단어는 근교, 교회란 뜻인데요. 사실 이게 도시의 내부에서도 근교 교회의 지망이 있는 걸 수도 있고 아니면 도시 외에서도 있을 수도 있고 정확한 경계선은 없습니다만 사람들이 많고 이제 중심가로 불리는 곳에서 좀 떨어져 있는 곳들을 많이들 근교 교회라 그러죠. 서울로 치면 이제 종로 중구, 여의도 같은 이제 핵심 지역들을 조금 벗어난 지역들을 일컫는 말일 수도 있겠네요. All right, let's move on to the second paragraph. The de facto chief of Samsung Group is among over 800 prisoners to be released the same day. Have we ever used the word de facto? Yeah, so de facto is a little bit tricky because um, it's not super, super commonly used, but we use it in a very specific case. So de facto, um, I believe it's Latin. I want to make, yes, it's yes. a Latin phrase, and it means in reality. Um, so... We're talking of, in a, we use it in a case where something, um, someone has, in this case, um, someone has a position that they didn't achieve in the traditional or maybe legal ways, uh, uh, ways that they were supposed to get the, through an election or through being appointed, but they are in reality the chief. So in this case, E. J. Young, he is de facto chief of Samsung Group. He wasn't properly elected. Um, he wasn't appointed by any. There was no official paperwork. But in reality, he is the chief of the company. Everyone knows that's what it is. I think an example might be um, if you're talking about going back to kind of towns and cities. If there's a small town mayor, um, and maybe they got that position um, because there was a scandal or something like that and the previous mayor had to get out and they put someone in new. He wasn't elected, but he is the de facto mayor of the city. He is running things here. De facto란 단어가 사실의, 이런 사실적으로, 현실적으로는 어떤 것을 지칭할 때 쓰는 단어인데요. 사실 저희가 일상적으로 많이 쓰지 않습니다. 이게 표준적인 영어 단어는 아니고 라틴에, 라틴어에서 파생된 영어에서 이제 자주 쓰는 단어인데 영어에도 사실 어, 불어라든지 라틴어라든지 그런 것에서 파생된 단어들을 그대로 가져왔으면 경우가 있거든요. 디팩터도 그런 단어 중 하나고요. 음, 이런 단어들을 사실 
신문 기사를 같은 데서 많이 볼수 있습니다. 여러분들이 실생활에서 쓸 일은 없지만 이제 신문 기사 같은 것들을 읽으면서 디팩토란 단어가 나왔을 때좀 놀라지 않으실 수 있게 저희가 좀 알려드리고 있습니다. Alright, let's go over. Um, as part of the South Korea's long tradition of clemency for Liberation Day. Alright, clemency. So clemency is a very uh, uh, like de facto a very specific term that means a very specific thing. To grant someone clemency is to um, clear them of their background or uh, specifically any kind of crimes or uh, crimes they may have committed. So uh, clemency in this case in Liberation Day in Korea, it's a tradition to grant prisoners clemency to clear them of their charges and um, and let them free. Would it be similar to exonerate in terms of meaning? Yeah, exonerate is kind of the, the another kind of difficult legal term. Um, clemency and exonerate are often used quite similarly. But clemency is more of a, like a performative action for in this way for a holiday to grant someone clemency. It sounds kind of grand. Clemency란 단어는 이제 관용, 온정적인 조치를 취한, 취할 때 쓰는 단어인데 사실 이제 법조계 쪽에서는 사면을 해준다, 죄를 탕감해준다 이런 개념으로 쓰이고 있죠. 사실 이 단어도 많이 볼 일은 없습니다만 어, 여러분들이 살면서 마주칠 일은 없으시면 좋겠네요. 그래도 이 단어도 법원과 관련되거나 검찰, 변호사들이 나오는 그런 기사들에서는 많이 쓸수 있는 단어입니다. 그래서 클레멘스이란 단어를 쓸때 앞으로도 이제 주요한 인물들이 아직 감옥과 뭐 교도소에 남아 있는 관계로 앞으로도 자주 보실 수 있을 거라고 생각을 합니다. There were some stories on giving grant and clemency for other people like former president Park Geun-hye, right? Right, right. Um, there are a lot of cases where people get clemency um, and yeah, especially um, people in power or people who may be specific decision makers. They may have committed crimes, but there are traditions if in Korea here as well of granting them because their position um, the belief maybe is the position needs they need to be granted clemency so that they can be participating in society and they know their crimes and they as, as long as they apologize and say they'll never do them again we can let them free all right let's move on to the third paragraph the committee decided to grant parole to samsung vice chairman lee jay young grant yeah grant we used it when we're talking about clemency it just means to give to provide. Grant란 단어가 이제 부여하다, 허가하다, 아니면 양여하다 이런 뜻으로 동사로 쓰이는 경우가 많은데요. 음, 무언가를 준다라고 했을 때의 개념으로 해서 give란 단어가 있겠지만 그거와는 조금 다른 개념입니다. Can you explain the difference between give and grant? Yeah, grant is um, from some kind of a power. Usually, it's um, maybe someone in power or an organization. Um, that has power or money, um, and they are giving something to someone, similar to a gift, but um, it's it's you're you're giving them with the hope that something will change or get better. Let's see, if we continue, Justice Minister Park Bum Gay said in a press conference, which was streamed live online, the committee also said to have considered various factors, including public sentiment and his conduct in prison. Sentiment? Yes, sentiment is like a feeling or a mood or um, how, in this public sentiment, how the greater public feels um, and how they perceive a certain issue. 
센티멘트란 단어는 이제 의견, 정서, 감상 이런 뜻으로 많이 쓰이고 있는데요. 이 퍼블릭 센티멘트라고 했을 때는 이제 여론을 많이 뜻하기도 합니다. 여론이 어떻게 느끼고 있는가, 대중적인 현재 정서가 어떤가, 대중적으로 어떤 의견이 모여 있는가를 표현할 때 저희 정치나 사회 기사에서 많이 쓰고 있습니다. And this word sentiment, I think, is it how much is it different from sentimental on the line of definition? Sentimental and sentiment are similar, but you have to be careful when using them because sentimental is usually a feeling of um, sadness or a longing, maybe. Uh, it's an emotional feeling, uh, and we usually associate it with the word nostalgia while looking back at a really wonderful time in your life or spending time with a family member or thinking back to when you were young. We can, they, it brings out sentimental feelings. You feel maybe a little dramatic or sad. It might be the way that an actor is trying to per- to portray sadness uh, of a time long gone, something like that. Uh-huh. To continue, uh, he said, adding, he has also given his endorsement on Lee's release. Can we go over endorsement? Yeah, endorsement is very similar to the word support. Um, I, is someone who has a name or a power. They are endorsing someone else. So um, I say, I endorse Jun Tae to be the candidate for the next party, that I am powerful and people listen to me, and I am telling them that I think Jun Tae is the best candidate. <laughs> I might be. Yeah. You never know. All right, let's move on to the last paragraph we have. The ministry didn't mention whether Lee would be given a special exemption that would enable him to formally return to the management of Samsung Electronics. Special exemption. What what would that word mean? Yep, to be exempt from something, an exemption. Um, it it means to be excluded. In this case, a special exemption means that you don't have to follow exactly what the rules are. The court will grant you, uh, you exempt you to exclude you from the rules. Alright, exemption이란 단어는 면제, 공제, 예외 이런 내용을 가지고 있는데요. 어떠한 조항들이 있을 때그 부분에서 예외 사항을 주겠다라고 할때 exemption이란 단어를 씁니다. Line of duty가 있을 때 거기서 exempt를 해준다고 하면 이것은 안 해도 돼라고 지적을 해준다는 거죠. Alright, so let's move on to the next sentence. Under current laws, anyone convicted of crimes such as embezzlement are not allowed to work there for five years following the completion of the sentence. Embezzlement, that's a specific term too. Yeah, this is another specific term. And if we want to find a very simple word to take the place of embezzlement, we could say theft. Um, Essentially, that is what embezzlement is. Embezzlement is when um, someone who is entrusted to... um, take care of money, whether it's the money of a business, whether it's the money of maybe you're working in finance and someone gives you their money to invest or something like that. If that person who's trusted with someone else's money um, uses that money to um, make their own investments or steals the money on their own, we would say that's embezzlement. It's commonly called a white-collar crime. This is the kind of crime that someone who works in you know, someone who dresses up and goes and wears a suit to work, um, works on Wall Street or in Yoido, they have this working with a lot of money. Um, basically, though, they are stealing money from a lar- from someone else or a company that they shouldn't be doing. So that's what embezzlement means. Embezzlement란 단어는 사실 많이 쓰이진 않습니다. 아까 브라우리가 얘기했듯이 theft란 단어를 더 많이 쓰죠. 결국은 도용, 착복. 하지만 이런 뜻을 가지고 있지만 좀 
간단하게 얘기를 하자면 그냥 훔쳤다. 남용했다. 이런 식으로 생각을 하면 될것 같아요. 아마도 많이 볼 단어는 아니니. 근데 신문기사에서 자식은 말했지만 법조 쪽 기사에서는 많이 나오는 편입니다. Alright, Brawley, can you read over the story again? Sure. Samsung's lead to walk free from jail on Friday. The Ministry of Justice on Monday decided to parole Samsung Electronics Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong, who is in prison for bribery. He will walk free from the Seoul Detention Center in a southern suburb of Seoul at 10am on Friday, about 11 months before the end of his sentence. The de facto chief of Samsung Group is among over 800 prisoners to be released the same day as part of South Korea's long tradition of clemency for Liberation Day, which falls on August 15th. The committee decided to grant parole to Samsung Vice Chairman Lee Jae-yong considering the current conditions in the global business environment, Justice Minister Park Bong-gye said in a press conference, which was streamed live online. The committee also said to have considered various factors, including public sentiment and his conduct in prison, he said, adding he has also given his endorsement on Lee's release. The ministry didn't mention whether Lee would be given a special exemption that would enable him to formally return to the management of Samsung Electronics. Under current laws, anyone convicted of crimes such as embezzlement are not allowed to work there for five years following the completion of the sentence. 네, 그럼 두 번째 기사로 한번 넘어가도록 하겠습니다. 어, 조국 전 법무부 장관의 배우자 정경심 동양대 교수가 1심에서 실형을 선고받았었죠. 어, 자녀, 자녀 입시 비리와 사모펀드 투자 관련 혐의로 징역 4년을 선고받았었는데 어, 항소심에서 역시 징역 4년을 선고받았습니다. 형량에 관해서는 아직 논란이 끊이지 않고는 있지만 대한민국을 뒤흔들었던 2020년 가장 큰 스캔들 중 하나로서 아직도 충분히 재조명이 되고 있는 내용입니다. So, Brawley, can you read over the story for us? Court confirms four-year jail term for Cho Guk's wife. An appellate court on Wednesday upheld a four-year prison term for Chung Kyung Shim, the wife of former Justice Minister Cho Guk, for forging documents to help her daughter gain admission to a medical school and for other actions concerning a private equity fund. But the Seoul High Court lowered Chung's fine to 50 million won and lowered her forfeiture to 10.61 million won. In December, the Seoul Central District Court had fined her 500 million won and ordered her to forfeit 140 million won. The 58-year-old Dongyang University professor was indicted in November last year on 15 charges, including falsifying official documents, obstruction of business, insider trading, embezzlement, and withholding evidence. The court ruled she was guilty of all the charges, having worked with her husband to falsify awards and other official documents by using the seal of a university president in 2012 to support her daughter's medical school application from 2013 to 2014. Thank you, Brawley. So, obviously this was a big news too last week. Yes, very big news. Why is this story important? you think? Well, this particular scandal was a big scandal, mostly because um, former justice minister had a very high position, had a very powerful position in government, and it was found that um, using that position, he tried to, he's charged with trying to cover up some things um, for his daughter to gain admission to medical school, among other things. I see. All right, let's straight dive into the first paragraph. 
An appellate court on Wednesday upheld a four-year prison term for Chung Kyung Shim. An appellate. So this is another case of a very specific term being used in a specific way. An appellate court is um, the uh, court that deals with appeals or applications to change um, charges that judges give people um, if they are charged with something. Um, it is a second-level court um, that uh, after someone goes through a case uh, and they are given a charge, you can bring these appeals or applications to change your charges to an appellate court. Appellate란 단어는 항소의 상고의란 뜻인데요. 어, 대한민국의 법 시스템이 1심, 2심, 3심으로 기어, 어, 유지되고 있죠. 1심을 담당하는 경우를 이제 이 문장에서는 lower court라고 얘기를 했었고, appellate court는 이제 2심을 담당하는 어, 항, 1심의 결과에 불복해 항소심을 제기했을 때그 케이스를 담당하는 법원들을 일컬 때 appellate court라고 합니다. Alright, let's continue. The wife of former Justice Minister Cho Guk for forging documents to help her daughter gain admission. Forge? Yeah, to forge is to, to fake, um, to make um, un, not legitimate or unofficial documents. So um, we use the, usually use the word forge when you're talking about a signature. Um, so someone else is writing a signature that is not theirs, that is more commonly heard. But if you're forging documents, you are putting information on a document that is not actually official, that hasn't been approved by whatever name is on that document. Forge란 단어는 이제 위조하다, 날조하다 이런 뜻인데요. 이 정경심 교수가 많은 경우 문제가 됐던 것중 하나가 공문서를 위조했고 대학 총장의 낙인을 빌려서 빌렸다기보다 이제 날조해서 입학 서류를 작성했다고 하는 혐의를 받고 있었습니다. 어 그래서 이 forge라는 단어를 쓸 때는 이제 많은 경우 이제 브라우디가 얘기했듯이 서명을 위조하는 이런 뜻을 쓰이고 있고요. And we also had another interesting word, admission. Yes, admission is um, to be granted uh, entrance. Usually, admission is used. Um, we use this often with school. School admission. Um, if you are admitted to a university, you have been allowed to enter the school. And admissions office usually deals with all of this kind Corrected of stuff. Correct, an right? admissions office at a university, correct. So if you gain admission, that means you are going to that school. Yes, you have been accepted and you will be allowed to be a student at that. That certainly is a good word you want to hear for every student. Yes, um, for sure. <laughs> All right, if we move on to the second paragraph. But the Seoul High Court lowered Chung's fine to 50 million won. What is the word fine? So in this case, a fine is a penalty that you are asked to pay um, for doing something wrong. So uh, in this case, Chung was fined 50 million. Well, she is now her fine is now 50 million won. So because of the crime that she committed, she is asked to pay money. Um, we can also say a fine is, um, you know, if you get in trouble for parking in the wrong place, the police might fine you, uh, and you might need to pay them some money. 자, fine이란 단어는 어, 벌금이란 뜻인데요. 여러분들이 흔히 아는 fine하고는 좀 다른 개념이죠. 여러분들이 아는 웬만해서 쓰는 I am fine 할때 쓰는 그 괜찮다는 마음의 상태 아니면 현재 상태를 나타낼 때 쓰는 단어는 좀 다른 개념인데. 이제 파인을 낸다고 했을 때는 이제 벌금 내고 여러분 여러분 같은 경우도 이제 과속을 하셨거나 불법 주차를 하셨거나 이랬을 때 냈었던 게 파인 벌금입니다. And we had also had a word forfeiture. Yeah, forfeiture. Another case of a very 
legal word being used right here. Um, and it's very similar to a fine. It's a charge that you, um, for, for breaking a law, it's the penalty for a certain law that is being broken. You must forfeit. Um, the word forfeit means give up. Forfeiture means you must pay this amount of money. Forfeiture라는 단어는 이제 추징금, 몰수물이라는 뜻인데요. 어, 벌금 이외에도 추가로 이제 징수하는 이런 패널티, 이제 형량에서 고려돼서 이제 같이 이제 부여되는 부분 중 하나입니다. 어, 정경심 교수 같은 경우는 이번에 이제 추가로 추징금을 어, 천만 원 정도를 내게 됐죠. 천육십일만 원 정도라고 저희가 기사에 이제 기재를 했는데요. 큰 케이스 같은 경우에는 fine과 forfeiture 둘다 같이 부여된 경우가 많습니다. So for the third paragraph. The 58-year-old Dongyang University professor was indicted in, in November last year on 15 charges. Indicted? Yes, indicted. This word doesn't sound like the way it's spelled, so make sure you're careful with that. Indicted, um, it means to be charged, essentially to be charged with a crime. Um, you, we use this, again, with, with very legal words. Um, it's not kind of a commonly used word in conversation, but if you're talking about someone being charged um, and going through the whole process of being officially charged and found guilty of something, then they are being indicted. But yeah, make sure when you read this word, it looks, it's very tricky. It's a strangely spelled English word. <laughs> I said indict, and that's not the correct way to say it. indict. Indict. You skip the C. Yes, you skip the C. Indict란 단어는 이제 기소하다, 고발하다라는 뜻인데요. 이제 많은 경우 이제 고소장이 접수되고 이제 검찰, 저희 나라에서 이제 검찰이 많이 이 기소권을 가지고 있죠. Indict가 Indict가 됐다고 했을 때는 여러분들이 기소가 됐다, 이제 고발당해서 이제 어, 법정으로 케이스가 회부됐다는 뜻인데요. 어, 여러분들이 이런 단어를 좀 마주하실 일은 없었으면 좋겠습니다. If we continue, including falsifying official documents, obstruction of justice, insider trading, embezzlement, and withholding evidence. Mm -hmm. And there's a word obstruction. Yes, so you said obstruction of justice, which is another common charge. This right here is obstruction of business, and I don't blame you because this is very commonly used. Obstruction <laughs> means to block. Uh, and it's a common charge uh, to say obstruction of justice. It means you are blocking the police from being able to do what they're doing. And obstruction of business is an obstruction of a business for, so to be able to do what they are doing. Um, so to block and obstruct is to stop something or prevent something from happening. Obstruction is a word we 저지라는 이제 명사적인 단어로 쓰이고 있습니다. 이제 동사적인 폼으로 바꾸면 obstruct라고 해서 이제 방해하다, 저지하다로 쓸수 있겠고요. 어떤 일이 일어난 것을 방지하고 자신들이 이제 그 중간에 끼어드는 거라고 볼수 있겠네요, 사실. 근데 여기에서 쓰인 거는 obstruction of business. 이것은 공무집행 방해 이런 식으로 많이 해석할 수 있습니다. And obstruction of business is a serious penalty in the states too, right? I believe so. Yeah, it's a very big deal. We also had a phrase withholding evidence. And what does withhold mean? To withhold is to not share, is to not provide. Um, so in this case, um, I, I believe, I don't know this case very, very detailed, but I believe that um, the professor was asked to provide um, evidence, to provide documents, um, and in, she was found guilty of not providing all of the evidence, so she withheld or withholding evidence. 
웨트홀드라는 단어가 여러 가지 뜻이 있는데 억누르다, 보류하다라는 뜻도 있고요. 사실 숨기다라는 단어의 뜻도 여기에서는 쓰이고 있습니다. 웨트홀딩 에비던스라고 했던 건 증거를 자기가 가지고 있음에도 불구하고 제출하지 않은 거죠. 요구가 됐을 때. 어, 증거 제출 요구가 왔을 때 제출을 하는 게 기본적인 법률적 상황입니다만 그걸 숨겼을 때 그거에 대한 추가적인 패널티는 부과될 수 있죠. All right, if we move on to the last paragraph. The court ruled she was guilty of all the charges, having worked with her husband to falsify awards and other official documents by using the seal of a university president in 2012. And there's a word, falsify. Yeah, falsify means to fake. It's very similar to the word we talked about earlier, forge. Um, if, if you're falsifying information, you are providing fake or not untrue information. Um, and... In this case, it's she was falsifying awards that the daughter may not have actually won. Um, so they're faking awards and pretending that they she had actually won them. Falsify라는 단어도 위조하다, 조작하다라는 뜻을 가지고 있는데요. 위에서 썼던 forge랑 거의 비슷한 뜻을 가지고 있다고 보시면 되겠습니다. 어, 일단 여러분들이 절대 하시면 안 되는 행동을 나타내는 단어인데요. Falsify를 여기 기사에서는 falsify가 조작했다. 이제 상장을 이제 위조해서 만들어냈다는 뜻이죠. 어, 이게 입학 사정관들에게 제출되면서 입학에 도움을 줬다라고 이제 법원은 판단을 했습니다. And if we continue with the sentence, uh, by using the seal of a university president in 2012 to support her daughter's medical school application from 2013 to 2014. There's a word application. We also use a sim. in association with admission too. What does application mean? Right, so in order to gain admission into a school, you have to fill out an application. Um, and that is providing all the information that they need to be able to decide whether or not they will accept you into their school. So she applied to medical school on an application and sent that application to the admissions office and they decided whether or not she was allowed in. Application이라는 단어는 이제 신청서, 지원서라는 단어로 쓰이고 있는데요. 이제 이거를 동사 형태로 바꾸면 apply. 그래서 신청하다, 지원하다라는 뜻도 쓰이고 있습니다. 내년도 대학 입학을 위해서 이제 신청서, 대학 입학을 넣을 수 있는 지원서가 열렸죠. 그래서 이 대학에 넣을 수 있는 지원서들을 일컬을 때 application이라 부를 수 있겠습니다. Mm-hmm. Alright, that's the end of the story. Probably, do you want to read it over again? Yes, I will. Court confirms four-year jail term for Choguk's wife. An appellate court on Wednesday upheld a four-year prison term for Chung Kyung Shim, the wife of former Justice Minister Choguk, for forging documents to help her daughter gain admission to a medical school and for other actions concerning a private equity fund. But the Seoul High Court lowered Chung's fine to 50 million won and lowered her forfeiture to 10.61 million won. In December, the Seoul Central District Court had fined her 500 million won and ordered her to forfeit 140 million won. The 58-year-old Dongyang University professor was indicted in November last year on 15 charges, including falsifying official documents, obstruction of business, insider trading, embezzlement, and withholding evidence. The court ruled she was guilty of all the charges, having worked with her husband to falsify awards and other official documents by using the seal of a university president in 2012 to support her daughter's medical school application from 2013 to 2014. 
Alright, that's just about all we prepared for today. We covered two important figures in South Korea. Uh, one is out of the jail now, and it was, and one will stay in jail for now. <laughs> right. And that was my first episode for our publications podcast. How yeah, was it? You did a great job. All you right. did a good job. I think people enjoy hearing what you have to say and hearing your perspective on things. And I think that we covered some pretty serious stories. And it's good because there's a lot of difficult words in, in these stories, especially when we're talking about legal affairs. Um, so we hope that we helped helped you understand some of these words and we look forward to seeing you again that's all for today and thank you for listening have a great day